Welcome to the Driver's Line. I'm Greg. And I'm Jordan. And today, we've got a conversation about some resolutions. Yeah, we're starting off, uh, heading into the new year here with uh, some resolutions that we want automakers to follow through on, but... They probably they won't. Yeah, they probably won't do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not going to listen to us, even though they should. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. But, <laughs> so. but we've come up with some resolutions. We'd love to see them make some things that we think need to change. Yeah. And we'd love to see in 2024. Absolutely. So I'm going to start us off with something that we've discussed previously on this podcast, and that is BMW's design direction. Yes. Uh, I mean... Of course... I was going to keep on being this horse because hopefully they'll listen. Um, although sales indicate otherwise, um, I, I, it's so just a hot believe. mess. I know. I can't believe it. I, I know. It really is horrible. But um, I mean, some choices that they're making are not terrible. Um, particularly, I think the profile of the new 7 Series looks really good. Yeah. Uh, but there's just huge maw that they're putting on these cars, especially like for... For states with the, your front license plate, folks, oh. my heart goes out to you <laughs> because, I mean, it looks like it's chowing down it on, on, on that bags, license plate. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh. Um, so I really just wish that they would go back to – I'm not saying, like, you need to go back to the 90s, okay? I'm like, I'm not going there. You need something interesting. You need to go back to the 90s? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. That's when their designs were beautiful. I mean, sure. Yeah. But th- you can do some modern interpretations on that stuff without being just so ridiculous. I mean, the XM is by far probably the worst offender here. It is the worst offender. The um, IX, IX is terrible. pretty terrible. Um, but like, I don't even necessarily mind like the older, like in between, gen- like the i8. It was pretty interesting looking. Powertrain is terrible. Like, not really a supercar, obviously. But there was at least some interest to it, and it wasn't offensive necessarily. No, there's, there's no offense to it. And I mean, we've got to call out BMW's engineers as well. Their engineering is still fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. It always has been. Yeah. Um, getting a little carried away with weight, but yeah. unfortunately, that's just kind of the name of the game. Still get the M2 to handle, apparently. Yeah, exactly. The M2 still yeah. handles. Um, but just the design is just not cohesive any longer, and it just no. doesn't seem to be any end in sight, which is no. unfortunate. Yeah, and I'm just doubling down on it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So. If you want to get the stick out to beat that dead horse a little bit more, this time we're going to be down on Piano Black. All right. So, something that Jordan and I both hate yes. is Piano Black interiors. I've got it on my Cadillac. Um, it's in a lot of modern Volkswagens. And a lot of cars just in general today, right? Like, yeah. I mean, they all love the Piano Black. I think largely because it's cheap. And when it's clean, it actually does look nice. But yeah. as with anything that's black, it only looks good when it's clean. Dust and fingerprints. Five seconds later, dust yep. and fingerprints yep. are all over it. Yep. And you're just constantly fighting that battle, and it only looks good when it's clean. So we've started to see a little bit of these changes, right? Yeah. Some of these manufacturers yeah. are starting to get away from it. Yeah. And I think this is good. So this is a resolution you guys might actually keep for us. Hopefully, yeah. And moving away from Piano Black. So many other great materials. Yeah, there's tons of great choices out there. I mean, I think I think we are getting, uh, beating a dead horse, but it's necessary. It is necessary. This, this, it's, it's, it's a must-do. I mean, we need to find other materials to use. I'm getting tired of saying it, <laughs> but you know what? You did it. So <laughs> just really, come on, let's get creative. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving away from something that we've talked about into some new territory, perhaps. Uh, and that would be um, Chevrolet SUVs. Now, um, we have given them some credit in terms of refreshment. I think the Traverse has done a great job in terms of its refresh. Big improvement. Huge improvement. Um, I think the Blazer... EV is very interesting in its segment. Definitely not like a wallflower. I mean, it's it stands out for sure. But I really wish Chevy would kind of read the room. Off-roaders are big. Toyota is getting picking this up and running with it, right? With their GX that we saw, mm-hmm. the Land Cruiser. 
I mean, oh, TRD Pro, yeah, TRD, exactly. TRD Pro branding. Yeah. You know, Chevy has a history of off-roaders. K5 Blazer comes to mind immediately. Now, I know it's not a huge segment where we're talking about full-size two-door SUVs. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you necessarily have to stick to that per se, but use that as a vision. I mean, where are my off-road capable SUVs from Chevrolet or GMC for that matter? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think someone just actually did a K5 Yes. Like to SEMA, wasn't it? Yeah, it was at SEMA, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, it's very doable yeah. from a company like General Motors. And you know you're going to sun. Oh, they're going to sun. Because so many people our age and slightly older who have money yeah. are going to want to buy this. It's going to be something that's going to be a piece of nostalgia for them. Yeah, I mean. I, so you could easily sell. I would love to see a Jeep, a Jeep competitor from General Motors. Yes. I mean, I think that would be really awesome to see. Um, so, just come on now. You can do it. I have faith in you. <laughs> resolution there for you. Oh, all right. So my next resolution is uh, coupe-based SUVs. Okay. <laughs> or coupe-styled SUVs. Gotcha. gotcha. So I wish manufacturers would resolve to stop making SUVs <laughs> into coupes. Coupes for yes. our first race. So let's go ahead and let's, let's break down what an SUV means. All right. Sport, utility, vehicle. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and take that U. Get rid of it. <laughs> we're removing a lot of the utility out of these vehicles. It makes no sense. So we're making so sieves. You're, you're making, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just going to be something that removes all the utility. You don't yeah, have yeah. nearly the hauling capacity that you have in your standard version of all these. And they keep propagating. Yeah, like um, Genesis just came out with one other for, for the GV80, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, Porsche now has one with the, the Cayenne Coupe. Yes. Ah. <laughs> 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 it makes no sense. I, I know people like these stylistically in BMW. God love them. They're the ones who started it with uh, the X6. Um, yeah, the X6. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the first one. And then, like the Acura ZDX. Oh, my out. gosh, the ZDX. And so Throwback. Two, I, I can't remember which one came out first, yeah. but they're really the genesis yeah. of the whole segment. Right? true. And it's just a segment that makes no sense to me. It's something that prioritizes style. And Mercedes has jumped on this like gangbusters. Oh, yeah. like a coupe version of every SUV they make. <laughs> I can't wait to see a GLS coupe. What is that going to look like? <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. I mean, you know, as consumers, like generally speaking, I can't imagine that this is a massive segment for them. I mean, people don't buy SUVs for style, no. right? I mean, why are we pushing style about them? The point of SUVs is that they have room, they look big and bulky and masculine, and then you're going to give them these feminine uh, backdrops on the back. What are we doing? I don't know. Yeah. It really makes no sense to me. Yeah. It's just, We'll take something that and not make it handle any better, not make right. it go any faster. Yeah, we're going to strip out the utility. Scoop. Yeah, Enjoy. it's bizarre. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah, I agree. Let's let's get rid of that stuff yeah. for sure. Um, so, uh, with my next choice uh, for resolutions, it's something that hmm, it breaks my heart a little bit, <laughs> and it comes from the land of Porsche. Oh no! Yeah. So, uh, as you know, cover the world. I know. Cover your ears. <laughs> <laughs> so we know the world is slowly but surely embracing EVs. <laughs> and Porsche has to do this too, of course. But Porsche Boxster. <clears throat> Let's think about the name, right? <laughs> Boxster. Boxster engine. Yes. Where got... is the genesis of that name? <laughs> so we got a Roadster. We got a Boxster engine. Yes. When I get rid of the Boxster engine, it's no longer a Boxster. It's like, a stir. It's a stir. Uh, and so, like, Easter. there you go, right? Let's change the name a little bit. Fine. I get that we have to do that, but please don't ruin the name and the brand. I mean, let's, 
I think we have some time before we need to completely just take this brand and make them EV. I mean, part of the characteristic of owning a Porsche is that flat six, mm -hmm. that, that noise that, right, that, that emanates from that engine bay. So can we not offer both? Uh, I mean, you are making a ton of money. And I think that from a company that has so many brands and so much engineering capability, we have the possibility of maybe creating two right. or give me like a plug-in hybrid at least to 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 make that transition yeah. i just i'm gonna miss that and, and it's gonna lose a lot of character i know that it's gonna have to happen but let's consider the branding that's all i'm saying yeah, it's so unfortunate i mean we know it's coming it has yeah. to come but you don't want to lose it in the branding yeah. i mean you understand why they're making the decision right they've got so much brand equity built yeah. up in the boxer name right, right but right. When it no longer means anything, yeah. what's the point? Right. It just rings hollow. Mm -hmm. so that's sad. It's sad. It's sad. All right. My next resolution is also around EVs. Mm. But mine is more around EV infrastructure. Okay. Um, we now see a lot of the automakers jumping on the Tesla bandwagon right. with the, right. I think it's what, the NACS right. um, charger. charger. Yeah. Um, but I really want them to kind of jump into the infrastructure game too. Okay. You know, we've got Electrify America and Tesla, yeah. right? I think there's that's, not really any it. other yeah. big player in the whole infrastructure game. And that's one of the things that's holding people back yeah. from buying these EVs is, you know, where am I going to charge if I can't charge it at home? Yeah. You know? And I want to see an investment from these manufacturers. They can make a conglomerate, do whatever they need to do, but they need to come up with something that gives you a fast charging option that's almost as prolific as a gas station. Yeah, that's, that's going to be necessary. I mean, um, you know, you see Mercedes coming out with the new chargers that are like 800 amps. They're like ridiculous. I mean, they're, they're, they're chargers that are not even required at this point for cars that can't use them. Right. Why not take that energy and let's work together, especially now that we have, you know, we're cooperating on the same version of our chargers, right? Let's, let's move to that. And that's going to help Folks sell cars. Absolutely. I mean, it's going to help all of them. It's going to help this whole yeah. transition, right? And it's something that all of them could use. Yeah, it would be under the same standard. So it just makes too much sense not to happen. And hopefully, they'll start looking that way in twenty twenty four. I think that's a really great point. Great point. Um, and well, my next resolution also deals with the EV, EV world, but with the realization that EV infrastructure is not there. Um, and so we really need to consider that. And where are my plug-in hybrids? Uh, we have some, but they really need to be like the standard at this point. Um, I mean, most of them can charge off a standard household outlet. And for folks who are driving short distances, that's a realistic time where we could, you know, hey, I'm going to drive 12 miles to and from work every day. For those people, a plug-in hybrid could make sense. Yeah, um, they're not burning any gas. And then on those instances where, hey, uh, uh, you know, I need to take Johnny on, uh, on a road trip to a soccer game 40 <laughs> miles away, yeah. I could still do that. Um, and, and, and it Zero makes concerns sense. concerns about running out of juice. And we don't have to worry about infrastructure yeah. also. Um, so that could be a really nice stepping stone. And it's something that's being ignored, I think, uh, just because the fascination with battery electric vehicles is such a persistent thing now. Um, so. Except for the Ram Charger. Except for the Ram Charger. Ram Charger. Right. I mean, that, that is one area I yeah. really want to some kudos in yeah. is that Ram Charger is such a great idea. Yeah. It takes what GM did probably a little too early with the Volt mm -hmm. and then kind of just elevates it that much more. So, I mean, it's an EV at its heart, just like the Volt was, but it has an onboard generator with that 3.6 Pentastar. Yeah. As a Volt owner, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. A Form and, 1, at least. Yeah. I mean, just it's going to have outstanding performance. It's going to have like 670 horsepower, I think. I mean, yeah. just an incredible range. Incredible range. Like yeah. Almost 700 miles yeah, range. Yeah. It's crazy. So, just nuts. 
Yeah. So it would be nice to see more of that. Yeah. And so hopefully automakers will start picking those up and start building those as part of the transition plan as well, instead of saying, oh, let's just do EVs. Exactly. Let, let's have some diversification happening here. Yeah. All right. For my last choice. Yes. We kind of <laughs> talked about this in a previous episode about Mitsubishi. <laughs> Poor Mitsu. This is something that is near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. And I really want manufacturers to listen to this resolution. So I hope they resolve to stop bastardizing uh, names yes. from previously beloved vehicles. Yeah. You got the Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross, Ford Mustang Mach-E, <laughs> the Blazer. The Blazer, the poor Blazer. <laughs> I mean, there's so many out there. I mean, the Camaro is going to come back. Yeah. But it's going to be Sedan, an SUV. Or SUV, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so sad that all these great names that have so much storied heritage are being used in such a manner. So I really want them to stop pulling back these old names and then trying to make them into something completely different. If you, you can pull it back and make it the same thing, that's cool. Yeah. Let's do that. But let's not make it something that was a sports car into an SUV or something that was, oh God, like the, remember the old Le Mans? Oh, yes. It, yes. Was, it, was, a, it was like a Daihatsu or something, <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. Story name for yeah. Pontiac's history that the Pontiac yeah. was so yeah. cool. it became the GTO. With the yeah, and there's like a Daewoo tie in there. Yeah, there's a Daewoo. Yeah, the Daewoo. Yeah. The Daewoo yeah. is what it was. Yeah. And um, ended up being, they branded a rebadged Daewoo. Yeah. In the yeah, it's terrible. So unfortunate. Well, I, and and for nowadays, like I just don't with a lot of these, right? So when I think of the Blazer name and I think of the Mustang name, like it's a weird situation because. When you're tying into those names, it's not like you're going to get the folks who previously owned those vehicles and be like, oh, wow, it's the new version yes, of that. I got to get, get it. I had an Eclipse as a kid in high school, so I really want this Eclipse Cross or right. whatever. And the folks who are coming into the buying market have no idea what these cars are. Right. So why not come up with a brand new name that makes more sense for the vehicle that you're branding? I mean, it's it just, I don't know. It's just a bizarre choice. It, yeah, it really makes no sense. No yeah. sense whatsoever. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Yeah. Come up with some creativity. What yes. happened to that? <laughs> Come on. Let's not go back to the reruns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So with that being said. Next week, we're having a rerun on the driver's line. <laughs> no, nah, we're getting fresh stuff every week. Uh, but uh, we do hope that our automakers listen up to our very, very humble opinions here, of course. Uh, but hopefully, we'll see some changes down the road. Agreed, yeah. agreed. All right. With that, with that said, we hope you enjoyed this episode of The Driver's Line. Please like and subscribe and as continue always. supporting us as we continue giving you content every week. Every week. No reruns. All right. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next time.